If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey, who is Zizzy? Yeah, we cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy podcast. Welcome back. Just like last episode when we were talking a little bit, we're going to get into it. Catch 22. This is episode 22 of the Mickey Zizzy podcast. And I'm not talking about Mickey's football number. I'm not talking about double deuces. I mean, I mean, I, I am, but not in that route. But Anywho, let's get into it. They're brought to you by Pinnacle Supplementation. Of course, got to shout it out. www.pinnaclesub.com. Go ahead. Check out the supplements. Go ahead. Get in the gym. Get big. Get swole. what we're trying to do out here. Wellness, other supplemental needs as well. Merchandise. Use that Mickey Zizzy discount code. You know we got you. And on top of that, our main man, Grant Anderson. You know, the secret sauce shooter, smucker, smack talker, the obl extraordinaire that is the man check out g for three across a bunch of different platforms i know he's got some other social media handles as well you need to throw them up there i'm not sure how we're gonna edit it out but anyway we back man nfl what a crazy weekend you know there's gonna be a lot of like disappointment in my voice with the tone of this intro we'll get into it but mickey hines bring it bring the upbeat bring bring me back baby bring me up I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Wait, wait. Yeah. We ain't at a Kansas City Chief game, baby. This ain't Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, baby. This is the Mickey Zizzy podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bringing you all the best sports around and our hot takes, our good tacks, our very expertise takes here on the Mickey Zizzy podcast. And of course, we're going to bring it. It was a great, it was honestly a pretty good weekend for your boy. Uh, in the football realm, which is kind of odd to say here on the podcast. But uh, before we get all the way into our dive with basketball as well, that's why we rep it. We're going to be talking some NBA as it started off tonight. Um, let's do our Mark Mason person of the week. Who you got? Mark Mason person of the week is going to go to Mr. Michael Mercado. Again, the tattoo artist. I mean, he's continuing it, guys. I mean, I can't show it all, but I mean, it's coming in. It's getting, it's getting there. And I mean, we... On top of that, like, got to hang out with him outside of, like, the tattoo studio a little bit and just getting to know him better as a dude. I mean, he's just a good dude, man. And so it's just been cool to hang out with him, kind of add a new friend to life, I guess. And that doesn't happen all as much outside of just, like, work and just rec leagues and all that. I mean, you meet people, but it's always awesome to meet just another good one. So, I mean, he's been working on uh, rebuilding his own car and doing uh, some other cool stuff in his own downtime. So that's been really cool to just talk to him about, get to know him a little bit. But on top of that, I mean, he is absolutely killing the tattoo game. He's doing some other street art as well. Some modern art. It's, I mean, it's been pretty cool to watch his journey. So got to shout him out and uh, also very appreciative at the same time so thank all you mike right, all right i think uh the ink therapy went well love <laughs> to hear it now my person of the week this person might have been mentioned before i wish all of our stat gurus who keep actually keep track of the stat uh, which i probably should have in the beginning it's gonna go out to the random it arby's probably. worker in williamsburg iowa yes he's back this dude i went back Right, sometimes if I forget a lunch, it's kind of my go-to, my staple. If I forget my lunch, if I don't pack it, and I get up there, and once again, he's like, "And hello, welcome to Arby's. How can I take your order?" I was like, "Oh my gosh, all right." I feel like I'm on a game show. I'm like, "All right, I'll, you know, like the number one, the roast beef." He's like, "All righty, then we can do that for you." And what else would you like with your order? I was like, "All right, what else do I want? I want, I want a, a shake." 
Alrighty, I added that to your meal. Anything else you would like to complete your order? Alrighty, pull up to the next window. I was like, dude, this guy's legendary. Legit, that one interaction I had with the Arby's worker legit made my day. I tweeted about it. And like that's just showing like have fun with your job, have fun with what you're doing. Right. Not too many people really enjoy working at like the fast foods, you know, those jobs when we were like 14, 15, 16. Right. Like, oh, man, I got to work this job. But that guy went out and had fun. He benefited my day. He made the rest of my work day to go teach my students like way better. So shout out Arby's. We got the meat, baby. Dude, shout, shout him out. I just want to say that your interactions with fast food employees are some of the greatest I've ever seen. They, like, let, let's just stop there. But at the same time, like. I, I want to know, is this, is he like trying out for a gig? Like, is it just like, cause that, I would sign off. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be so pumped at the window if I heard that. So shout him out. That's awesome. Did we get a name? No, maybe next name. time. Next, maybe I should forget my lunch tomorrow and go figure out the guy's name. I'll figure it out. I think some of my students work there. I'm investigating now. Oh, uh, unlike better. the bus, uh, bus stop dude but uh no let's get into it um we're gonna start off with basketball be ending with football since it is opening day and yank to be honest with you we miss a lot of the big headlines that we are going to cover right here right now not with too many crazy things but our initial thoughts about like the huge trades that went down um yank we're gonna start off with maybe probably the biggest one the new duo in the nba freak time uh as well a lot of people are calling it but damian lillard to the bucks um are we playing 2K once again? I feel like the NBA is legit playing 2K in it, like someone other's world. Like we're living that. And <laughs> Ronnie's got the controller, though. man. Yeah. Um, Dame is old though, but he's obviously going to be an elite scorer. He's going to be putting up points. He's going to be such a great addition, a great positive for Giannis Antetokounmpo. And the Bucks are a front runner. I mean, they still got Chris Middleton, right? They still got Brooke Lopez. Like they pretty much still got their dogs. Like they got rid of some draft picks and whatnot, but like, they're still all the way in it. Now, someone did get Drew Holiday from one, but we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, so your initial thoughts, I mean, Miami thought y'all were going to get them. And, uh, well, my initial thoughts are just like sadness and like despair and being super upset about that entire trade because, yeah, like obviously he comes out, he has the trade request. He specifically points out, I want to go to Miami that's the whole talk. The however many deals were tried that they tried to get done, how many how many different offers were made, um, and then even up until I would say even weeks before the trade uh, actually occurred, it was like I'm not reporting to training camp if it's not anybody other than Miami. Like he he was standing staying pat on it, and I was obviously as a Miami Heat fan I'm super excited about the possibility of that because we are in a way in my mind still like that one additional superstar gets you over the top player away from being that go-to championship contender in the east but obviously he ends up on the bucks and they keep everybody like to me it's like yeah i mean they give away a couple bench pieces that are coming off but like i thought at least they'd have to give away middleton or like like I, like i thought for sure they'd have to give away middleton like I know they lose Drew in free agency, and that's going to be a whole part of this conversation. But who takes his place is Damian Lillard. But like his place defense. is taken by Damian Lillard. Yeah, you might lose a bit, a little bit on the defensive end, but it doesn't compare to what he's going to be able to give you on the offensive end and especially down the road finishing games. This guy is cold-blooded, ice in his veins. We've seen him do it time and time again. 
Milwaukee's had some struggles in the playoffs when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, they have one championship, but we've also seen them knocked out early. We've seen them not be able to finish series when they've been up. This is the guy that helps them do that 100%. Oh, this is the key piece. And the thing you said there was, like, they're already a championship team. Like, they're a top three team in the East no matter what. Like, they are in it when we do do our East and West breakdown for the top three to our predictions. Like, they're they're in it. And they're obviously going to drop a few ones early just trying to get that uh, team chemistry down. But like you said, Damian Lillard can solely win a series. He can solely win a game in the playoffs. Right? You can't say that about Chris Middleton. You can't say that about Drew Holiday. But if you yeah, have that I mean, dude yeah. with Giannis, like, that Miami series might go a whole lot different. Right, that's why Miami wanted him. Like, Dame can win you one game. Like, they were in the finals last year. Hate minuting it, right? So I think it's it's gonna be scary. Um, but we'll see how they mesh. And it's really it's just those two. You know what I'm saying? Like Middleton will still be a great addition, but it's not like this big three, a super team. It's a strong duel, and that's how you win in the NBA. Granted, we'll talk about the Nuggets later. Um, let's do talk about the Boston Celtics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shoot, man. I, the problem also about the whole Damian Lillard trade is like it has humbled me as a Miami Heat fan because I have to sit here and say that the top two teams in the East, my personal thought, has got to be the Bucks and the Seas. It's got to be with these two teams. Um, let's start with what was the original trade, right? Like they get rid – we lose you let you guys lose um Marcus Smart. You lose Marcus Smart, that's big, but you get Kristaps. You get Kristaps in the process. I mean, you kind of pointed it out, and the last time we talked about this when it originally happened, you were talking about how Kristaps was actually healthy for a full season. He started to look like himself, started to show that promise that everybody had talked about back in the day. I mean and in a way, you kind of brought me over to your side on that because I've had a different way of thinking about things since that conversation. If he can stay healthy and then the addition of Drew Holiday later on, who is just an absolute stud both ways, plus Jalen Brown, plus Jason Tatum. I, I mean, it's not like you guys completely gave away your bench either. This team, I mean, it is low did top to bottom i can't sit here but be worried for anybody else in the east when you talk about either of those teams honestly um and once again it comes to the meshing point yank it, co- it comes to if porzingis and drew can fit into the system because jt is still going to be the dude jalen brown's still probably going to be number two but like, now we have a dominant big and someone's going to stretch out the court because porzingis can shoot threes right and so can al horford everyone on the roster now can shoot threes so you can no longer sit in the paint when robert williams is the top key Love Rob, Time Lord. I love Grant Williams, kind of. And then I love – I you know me, Marcus Smart. I have that special bond. Grizzlies are like top five NBA team just because of Marcus Smart, right? One of my favorite players. But with Drew Holiday, you get more scoring options. You get a more consistent offensive player. He's still a dog on defense. All right? You cannot let that be slouched anything. Any guard he can go play against. All right? That's kind of like how he won his money, being a true point guard. And we said that about the Bucs. Matt, I can still remember, I think it was season two or whenever Drew Holiday came to the Bucs. I said that's the piece they needed. Right? They needed a true point guard to facilitate the offense and get the and don't let Giannis facilitate. Now it's same same story, just a different shade of green, Yank. It's Drew Holiday facilitating the offense through JT, through JB, through Porzingis. Right? You still got Grandpa Al down there. All right, you still got Sam Hauser, who's still a shooter down there. Now, our bench is an adept. You know, we lost Blake Griffin. We lost Grant. 
Williams. So obviously those pieces are gonna have to arise to be something, right? Some of our young guys, like Welsh, our rookies really gonna stop. Yeah, up. but y'all have Peyton, Peyton Pritchard, some other guys. Peyton too. Pritchard, we still like, I'm telling yeah. you, like it's not like you don't still have depth. I mean, yes, it's not as crazy as before, but I mean, let's talk. I mean, Marcus Smart, the bit notice how I didn't even mention. Grant Williams and the other people that were a part of that trade, because to me that wasn't the important part. The important the part is, is, is leaps and bounds ahead of Grant, uh, of above Robert Williams. So well, that's, that's the thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. And then on top of that, like when you bring in Drew Holiday and then everything else, like the comparisons that you make with the yeah, you might lose a little bit on defense, seeing as Marcus Smart is a defensive player of the year uh, two years ago, but like you don't you gain. If you whatever you lose in defense, you gain in offense. Yep, yep. And I mean, this it, I'm sorry, the NBA is just an offensive league. And at this point, you have when it comes down to it, you have to be able to score. Uh, and I mean, the guy's got championship pedigree, he's going to be able to spend. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't worry about the system. I mean, yeah, that might take a little bit of an adjustment period, but Joey was doing that might be that might be 20 games in. Usually, at that point, at that point, everybody's got it figured out. So, I, I you got time. It's an 80-game-plus 80, 80 season. And, you know, it's funny that we say that because it's an offensive league. Tonight, the Lakers and the Nuggets played. So let's talk about those Nuggets, the reigning champs. You cannot talk about this NBA preview without mentioning the Nuggets. And yeah. they're an offensive juggernaut. Once again, Jokic started out with a triple-double. I'm pretty sure dude was just riding horses in the offseason. He said he didn't touch a basketball. Like that's blasphemous. Yeah. This dude is yeah, I, think, I think I heard an interview or something. He's like, yeah, I think I actually played like a few days over the last few months right i mean shoot but, i remember all my off season i was running i'm catching the ball doing rounds doing this and that trying to build my craft and Jokic over here riding horses like yeah they can play the game of horse i mean i bet he was working out and staying fit but like dude you gotta like not touching the ball and then come out and just casual 30 triple double and, like, everyone makes shots these days. You know, even it was DeAndre Lussell tonight for the Lakers making a few shots. You shoot, like, well, okay, we're back. The NBA is back. Like, it's no longer some brick threes like you do in pickup basketball. But the Nuggets are that – like, I don't I don't want to say they can go back-to-back. But you always say it, you know, they're the chance until proven otherwise. And with that being said, Yank, it's just, like, their whole team is stacked from top to bottom. They have a lot of those role players. They have a lot of those players who once was a star – like the star on another team, like Aaron Gordon, and they still have Michael Porter Jr., right? They still have these dogs besides the top two, Jamal and Jokic. Um, they still have Braun, the Kansas the kid from Kansas, who's a, a an elite player for them, in my opinion, in his role, elite in his role. So overall, Yank, like, that seems scary. Like, what's your thoughts about the Nuggets? I mean, I wanted to see kind of how they started out the season because to me, if anything, they've always been a mid to late season team. Like they, like don't get me wrong, they've always been at the top of the standings the last few years. I think even last year they were in the number one seed pretty much throughout the whole year, but it was quiet. You know, it's always kind of quiet. In the playoffs, yeah, they they blow up in the playoffs and they become that team where everybody catches fire. To watch them, and I caught a little bit of the game uh, when I was out tonight, but like to see them shooting. I don't know, 45, 50% in quarters, like right off the bat and just see the chemistry there. Jokic, I don't care what kind of off-season program he is. He is deadly in the box. He is just absolutely uncontrollable. I mean, they, they look fantastic, man. Their, their possibility of them actually going back-to-back is high. They're going to be a formidable foe in the West. 
We're going to see what happens. Again, there is a bunch of trades that change the landscape of the NBA. It's wide open again. We love that. We do love that. But, um, yeah, you got to give them props for, one, keeping it all together for the most part. Um, and then on top of that, I mean, damn, they're just they, – they, they are formidable. You know, we can go on and on about all the teams. We won't dwell too much. I know we wanted to preview um some of those teams, but, like, it's crazy. Like Chris Paul's on the Warriors. Warriors starting out with Dre, oh, yeah. not Draymond Green. Like, like that's what? crazy, right? We're a Scoot Perfect. Henderson podcast, so you're going to be hearing a lot of Trailblazer looks, right? Him and Chris Murray are going to be balling it up. Like, can the Kings repeat? Can the Kings repeat being a three seed, being a dominant force and building what they did last year with Keegan Murray, Sabonis, right? Your Miami Heat. Are, are they going to be, are they going to fall out on the playoffs eighth seed? Or are they actually going to solidify themselves in the regular season? I mean, that's the big one we should talk about real quick. That's true. That's true. I mean, I'm going to say here and say, I mean, I'm confident. I'm confident. I think I don't think that we would be at the bottom again like we were last year. I don't think it would be that type of crazy run or that type of even crazy entry to get in the playoffs. But I will say that I, one, love our developmental program. I mean, obviously, our heat culture is a thing. Like that, that is definitely a thing. Uh, Jamie Jacquez Jr. has looked really good in preseason. Yeah, dog, I've been telling you from UCLA. Yeah, he's been he's been a dog. Uh, another undrafted free agent. I'm, I'm trying to remember his name right now. I was going crazy about him the other night in one of my group chats. Um, but he dropped like five threes in the fourth quarter, and I was just like, "What the like? Who? How are we finding these people? Like, what is going on?" Um, so just super excited, obviously, for the fact that we keep, for the most part, everybody. We did lose Gabe Vincent. Um, got that some pieces. Yeah, didn't get the superstar and everything on top of that. But uh, Jimmy's telling the, us that this year is the year. So why would I not believe him as a fan? I'm going to sit there and believe that at least he's going to get us to the play. And I hate hearing that. You know, we have our Heat-Celtics rivalry here on this podcast. Three out of four years of doing it, they've ended up in the ECF. When, when we talk I believe about, Jimmy Buckets. <laughs> when we talk about the Eastern Conference and the playoff picture and everything moving down down the road, like I would I, – I know that you guys are the top two teams. I would sit there and say that every time. But I would beg that we get y'all instead of the Bucks. I would beg for that because I don't know. It's just, I mean, it would be four out of five years at that point. You got to just bank on like past knowledge and experience and like get in your head a little bit type thing. Like, I don't know. Um, No, I am super ecstatic for the NBA. No, I'm not. It's not going to take everyone. Listen, it's not going to take the NFL from me. All right, but on Tuesday, Wednesdays, shoot, I'll, I'll watch a little basketball, right? I'll be checking in on all the basketball scores throughout the week, throughout the days. Um, but the let's do it about it. There's sports every night if we want to, if we want to at this point. Exactly. Like, That's why um, I like I, I'm so excited about that. It is awesome. Um, let's transition to the NFL and let's break it down with our teams. Once again, this episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Supplementation. Go reach your Pinnacle. I just ordered my new protein. Go check it out. It's definitely reached my goals, my new maxes. Thanks, Pinnacle. Um, but let's actually make four fifteen moving easy, boys. Easy, easy. Um, so, uh, real quick, the latest in the beat the podcast NFL pickups. It was brutal. Oh, new record has been broken. Stephen Ruiz one and twelve. One and twelve was formerly held by no greeny, no greeny in 2022, two for 14. And greeny, no greeny was this week's champ, so it was brutal this week. 
Um, your top three are all tied for first. It's a three-way race. Call it cars. Call it Lightning McQueen, the King, and Chick Hicks. Colton Clark, Tyler Frazier, and Haley Hines. I'm I'm still playing catch up. I'm in fourth. Haley Hines. She is killing it, man. Yeah, don't remind me. I live with it. Okay. Um, and then uh let's talk about real quick our we want to bring shine light to those who do our uh activities here on the podcast. Um we are also going to talk about the pot uh the fantasy football real quick. So if the playoffs started today, ooh, playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Yank would be last. Yep. One and six. That would be not bad. much has changed in the off the hizzy zizzy. And the top four would be Steven Ruiz, number one. Number two, all you need is love, Haley Hines. Number three, Nick Chugs, beer, Aaron Hilpern. And number four, Shine with Hines. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm dancing right now. We are slowly dancing. And I'm just going to say this. I know it's way too early. It's week seven. We shouldn't even be talking about the playoffs. But, like, if Haley and I end up in the title or, like, in the playoffs facing each other. How wild would it be? It's not going to be a nice household. <laughs> Bentley's going to be real mad. <laughs> Blood Dude, that would be i'm not gonna lie even even yesterday like i can only imagine like with the pickums with the podcast uh with the podcast fantasy we get everything like she's talking smack to me like the night of or like the day before day after like first thing in the morning type thing like i want to say like super late last night or early this morning she hits me with the my boy my home <laughs> like and i was like oh come on dude like like point four, whatever it is, dude. Yeah. Oh. I just can't uh, catch a break. Can't catch a break, everybody. From first to last, it hasn't looked good. So I don't know. It's gonna take a a, a miracle for you to come back. But it's hey, anything's possible, right? Um, but let's talk about. I mean, we can rip it off like a band aid. Let's talk about your your dolphins. Yeah, I mean, we can just keep the train rolling of just zizzy L's this weekend. Ah oh, man, can we get a primetime win, please? Like I'm, a, I'm not gonna lie. Like watching that game almost made me start a Snapchat series. Like I was, right, I was, oh, I was so upset. I had so much things to say. Um, one, let's start with the actual like gameplay of the teams. Um, Eagles stepped up. I'll give them credit. Absolutely. Um, Jalen Hurts specifically stepped up. He always has that like stern stoic look on his face like he's never having fun out there until the end of the game or something like that but it's all right he's a dog let him do that um but no i'm i mean him aj brown that connection there was a couple throws even with pressure in his face that were substantial um deandre swift jalen hurts themselves they're able to run on us the tush push i mean the brotherly shove it is unstoppable, uh, at least for them. Try at least, for, at least for them, and it's not an illegal play. I am a defensive player. I, I, I know that there's only one argument I have, and that it's we can't press on the center or do anything really against the center as he's snapping the ball, and that gives them a second delay. If you ask me, like a second, uh, a second heads up, but. Aside from that, it's a strength on strength, low man wins type of play. It doesn't work the same for every other team in the NFL. So you can't really complain about it. They're just, they are just that good at it. Um, on top of that, I mean, both teams, very great. Dolphins just got to learn how to win in prime time. Uh, we're, there's a lot of penalty issues that we could talk about. 
making great plays. Tyreek Hill even drops a ball that would have been a touchdown and changes the landscape of the game. I, I it's just we we have the turnovers or have a mistake that ends up killing us in these big games. And aside from that, I still think that we're just as good as I've been preaching the weeks before. That's why I'm not like heartbroken. But God, if I have to sit here and listen to people say we can't win a, da- a game when it matters one more time, I'm going to freak out. But it's also kind of true. So it'd be kind of nice to uh, see it happen. Um, I'm upset. I'm upset, Mickey. Zizzy is upset. I've never seen this. Typically, it's Zizzy Central with the Heat and the Dolphins lately. Oh, my goodness. It's weird to see this side of you a little antsy. Yeah, no. I'm, uh, it's I'm not a, little, a good place to be. Peeved. I'm a little um, No, I mean, they still are a juggernaut, and they definitely did get slowed down. I think they just it – was, it was giant versus giant, and the Eagles are really that big of a deal. Um, they wanted to come off that revenge. I know uh, after the L, they wanted to come and sh- make a statement. They definitely did against Miami on primetime. I mean, talk about a Sunday night football game. Like, that was beautiful. I loved it. I was so ready for it. I almost put the Dolphins onesie on Bentley. I was so excited for them. Right. Just, just to watch good football. Like, that was good, genuine, exciting football. And the Dolphins, I think, will be fine, Yank. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think they're going to be fine. I think they win their division because the Bills are bad, which we'll talk about them later. But the Eagles are just so good, and I think uh, the Dolphins will have a great bounce back. They're going to go have like a 40-point win. You know, it's going to be like 42 to 14 in the uh, next game in the future. I like, hey, the Dolphins. Um, so I think I think this game's good for them. It's good to say, hey, like we are mortal. We do have a lot to work on instead of just beating all these bad teams, which they have done. So I think it's great for them. It's great for this team to build. I still think they can do it. And for me, like if I was you, like, hey, we easy, relax. No, I, I mean, like I said, I'm not freaking out because I do believe we are still that good. I still believe we are possibly the top offense in the league. I mean, the speed wise, we don't have, and I mean, we still don't have everybody back on both sides of the ball. I mean, Jalen Ramsey is set to come back. Jalen Hill, Jalen Phillips is just now getting kind of healthy again. I mean. There's still things to happen. A-chan hasn't been back. I, I, rela- I'm relaxed, and it's just also like, do we need to rewind? Man, you got yeah, no, you got it. You got to be able to win against the best teams in the league, and at least so far, this right season, we haven't shown that. Yeah, I mean, I you keep uh, the fastest show on turf. Um, let it keep. But going. also, and I don't know if we were gonna do a segment on it, but eleven penalties to zero. Come on. Oh, here we go. You you really gonna go blame the rest? The only people who can blame the rest are the no, I, no, I never. That's why. No, I, no, I you part of my analysis that because I hope you saw what the Iowa Hawks happened this weekend. Did you see oh, that, dude? Blasters. That might be that. Well, that's why I was gonna say I didn't know if we were gonna say it at all, but just like the refing in general this weekend was not good. It looks bad luck when you live thirty minutes from the Minnesota Gopher Stadium. Um, as that referee. Um, we won't go to Omar. Find him. We are, and he did it last year at our at our at my wedding. We were there. We watched the game with Jack. Yeah, yeah. We happened on my anyway. I will go down a huge rabbit hole if we go down there. Um, anything else about your Dolphins penalties were an issue. He's yeah, like, we're, we'll we'll be back. We'll be fine. We'll be back. Well, I better transition to my team, the Chicago Bears. Because you are back. Agent, the agent is back. I've said it. Y'all weren't playoff team the way we've been playing with the defense. I understand 
it's Brian Hoyer in the Las Vegas Raiders, right? I get it. I get it. But the Bears wing kind of stopped him. They curved something. That was kind of weird. Deontay Foreman, who I said was very similar to David Montgomery's statistics, right? Three, one, two, three, call it a hat trick, right? That was exciting. Page didn't really need to go win the game, though. All those haters saying, oh, Justin Fields, you don't need him. It's like, no. Fields is still our guy. Pageant did his job. He was the backup quarterback. He went and got the W. Right? It's still Justin Fields' team. What if they go on like a five-game win streak? All right. If they do with Pageant, then you leave him in. But he's going to come. But Fields, I bet you Pageant will play against Chargers for Sunday Night Football. Primetime Pageant. All right. And then I'll be back to Justin Fields' team. And I want everyone to hit the brakes. We're going to be fine. Chargers, it's going to be tough. You know, I'm still debating if I think I want to choose them to win. We typically don't do well in primetime calls to Miami Dolphins, but it is what it is, right? Yeah, I know. I had to. I had to. Throw, I had to <laughs> wow. It was a home run. It's all right. I've been hearing it for 20 um, No, so I just think I think we can be a playoff team. That defense is finally clicking. Our secondary is getting healthier. Um, Kyler Gordon was back doing the backward Spider-Man pose. It was epic. Uh, we got a long road ahead of us, and we've definitely dig ourselves a hole. But hey, wait on it. Don't hey, don't say I told you so. All right, here we go. Give me your thoughts. I mean, it, well, again, it's like it's still the flashes thing, right? Like we've seen and been talking about the fact that the team has a talent. The team is a better roster on paper than it was last year. You limit the turnovers. You stick to a game plan. The defense steps up a little bit better than what it did last season. This team shows signs of success. I picked the Raiders to win. As soon as that game snapped off, I said, yep, nah, Chicago's uh, They're here. They showed up today. I mean, you could tell when you I – I know he's the backup. And, no, I'm not going to be one of the people that's sitting there saying, like, get rid of Justin Fields. We're going to sit here and watch it. Who knows? Maybe he's like the Brock Purdy situation. You start winning games – You just get to play. It's just how the league works. But for him to go out, make the plays, hype up the crowd, bring that, like, it was like the Chicago, like, rough rider energy. Because he didn't do anything, like, super crazy or, like, immaculate or whatever else. But he made some tough throws when he needed to. He made some big plays on third down. And he wasn't afraid to run the ball or get hit by anybody. And that's Chicago quarterback play. And that is what has been... The best quarter, like the Super Bowl winning quarterbacks in Chicago is what it's been. I'm not saying that he's the answer. I'm just saying it was fun to watch for a game. And it was good to see the team rally around everybody and just play coherently for a full four quarters. There wasn't really a time during that game where it was like, oh, this this is in doubt. Like, this is worrisome. Um, But also, we should have seen this coming. I don't know if you've seen the video of that, of Tyson Bajan's freaking dad. But the 28-time world champion arm wrestler, that guy is electric. I mean, he's got a, they got an arm. And yeah, he, it's funny, cannon, CrossFit did a whole cannon. thing on him, too, because they did an interview. Like, what are you doing if you're not going to play football? Well, I'm probably just getting yoked doing CrossFit. I'm like, what a dude. <laughs> like, dude just wants to compete. And that's what, what a dude. From D2, Shepherd College. I mean, he lost to the School of Miners, Mines, the School of Mines. And then goes beats the Las Vegas Raiders. I yeah, heard but that. he just made his career right there. Like that game just certified, like at the very least, guaranteed backup on a quarter on an NFL team. Amen to that. It, it's funny that you do bring up Brock Purdy. Um, that's also going to be the next team I want to talk about. Um, there you go. Is that good? They lost. They let Kirk Cousins cook prime time. Kirk, that defense is mainly healthy, and that offense 
was the same old offense. But when Brock Purdy had to go make plays, when the game was on the line and the ball was in Brock Purdy's hands, what happened? Interception, interception. Brock Purdy is mortal. The offense is still great. I am not ready to jump off this 49ers are good train that they're elite team. I think they're still going to be the, the two seed, the three seed, two or three seed in the league. All right, for the NFC. I'm still going to do that, but we have to mention it, right? Those two picks. Christian McCaffrey is still a dog. Christian McCaffrey is the leader of that team. He is the MVP of that team. But he also has to get some slots to the defense. You let the defense, Kirk Cousins, go for 400 yards. Defense, you got to step up. Without Justin Jefferson. Without Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, defense defense definitely has to step up. That just isn't the defense that we typically see from the 49ers. I don't know. It just kind of felt like they were flat in general. And maybe it just is a result of injuries and people not being on the field. And, like, I don't know, like sometimes that permeates throughout the team. But that's not the a characteristic that you want for a team that's trying to win a championship, especially for a team that has a narrower window than some of these other teams. They're a little bit older. They've been around for a while now. Um, got to have answers and got to play a little bit better. Yeah, the back-to-back, the interception, intercept, I mean, it it hurts. But, I mean, we've seen so much success from him up to this point that, like, yeah, I'm not willing to jump off any train or anything like that. Uh, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is still Christian McCaffrey. They don't have the entire team around them. It is a great system. Like, so what if he's a system quarterback? He was the Mr. Irrelevant pick in the draft. Like, he's already far surpassed what he was ever supposed to be. So to me, it's like, no, he doesn't need the Tom Brady or crazy comparisons that people are already trying to give him anyway. But let him settle down into his role. What I do think is most interesting is watching him operate in a space where he's not being praised as this great quarterback, where he does have some controversy and some adversity that he's going to have to overcome and play better moving forward. We haven't seen that from him yet. So if he doesn't do it in the next game or two, you'll start hearing some chitter chatter from me. But outside of that, I that's mean, fair. That's respectable. I mean, the Vikings have been a great offensive team over the last few years. Sometimes it's just your night. Kirk Cousins, it was just crazy to see him do it in prime time. Let's be honest. No, I mean, that's the thing is you shouldn't compare him to Todd Brady. You still got to let him do his thing. And the big thing is how how will he bounce back? He doesn't show any emotion. Like, that's another thing I've seen about Brock Purdy. Is like, he didn't show too much emotion. So see if he can be that leader, if he can be that dude to really propel his team. And when the lights are really shining on him now, like, hey, you ain't that great. What's up? Like, is he going to rise to the yeah. yeah. Um. Is there any other teams you want to dissect here? On- you know, to me, it was kind of like the whole – like, I did want to talk about the Cleveland Browns. Um. And to me, everyone's been hyping up the defense. I mean, it, up until this week, I mean, historic numbers. Yeah, they might have had some help from weather in some of the games. But at the same time, I mean, to have only a 1,000 yards allowed through six weeks in the NFL, that's unheard of. I think that was – and then on top of that, to only allow double-digit scoring, like – or not – no games over 20 points up until that point, that's also that's insane. Like, that's winning football. Miles um, Garrett doing basketball moves at the line of scrimmage, wow. doing whatever he wants to do. I mean, absolutely. And, and, and hurdling people and blocking. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, man handling people at the line and then making plays. And it, it, it's incredible to watch. We got to see more of it this Sunday. But on the offensive side of things, like, it's still such a weird question mark to me. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe we can have this conversation. But, like, is Deshaun Watson throwing? Like, is he Paul Crew in this thing? Like, it's kind of, that's the vibe I get watching the Browns operate. The man has been cleared for his shoulder injury by the medical staff. He doesn't play for two games saying that he personally doesn't feel ready. Okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Then you come out, you start, you throw an interception, and then immediately on the following drive get, like, I think it was another bad throw, get hit, fall on your shoulder, and then – or fall on your shoulder, your head, whatever, get pulled. You get cleared of concussion protocol, but then don't re-enter the game. That there's some that is there's something so weird to me about that. And I don't know, call me a competitor that likes to be on the field, but I don't get it. You were cleared in like the second quarter, dude. It's the end of the game. You see your team struggling. Like, even if it was a coaching decision at that point, how do the coaches get to the point to where they decide not to put in their $230 million guaranteed player? Something's wrong. Something's up. I don't know, dude. Like, I mean. You say a lot of good things. It's that defense has been balling. First off, I want to shine light on that. Miles Garrett is a dog. He's doing crazy things. Like, that defense is solely what they're doing without. They're so good. And that's why I mean, this team could be so good. And all they need is the quarterback. So you go pay your quarterback. And, you know, a lot of people said, like, oh, were you mad that Mitch Trubisky was picked over Deshaun Watson? At this point, shoot, I don't know. They're both at the same standstill of their careers, except for Deshaun Watson is getting the bag to sit on the bench and to Paul Cruitt. Like, that's such a great analogy. Dude is just getting hurt, throwing the game, and getting hurt and letting P.J. Walker go on the bench and go cook. Um, I, I totally agree with it. I think he's just – all right, you know, sweet, you're going to pay me 200 mil instead of my $230 million. Like, I didn't know I was going to ever play this game again anyway. Exactly. Well, I got and my bag. signed him with not even your experience. I did not like this move from the get-go. I do not like Deshaun Watson um, just because of all the off-the-field stuff. And he hasn't been playing on the field. He hasn't done anything good on the field, right? He has not made not three years. I haven't. He hasn't. It's crazy. And Deshaun Watson, I'll tell you what. And, you know, they are a great team. And Deshaun Washington, you're saying it. I can't get behind it, Um, no matter what you say, what you do. And, I mean, 2020 Deshaun was fantastic. And you, like, you would love to see that again. But, like, I don't know. I'm just – I'm pretty fed up as just a consumer of the game and, like, a fan of the game just watching it. It just doesn't – like I said, it gives Paul Crew vibes. It's very weird. It's Paul very – It's very weird, man. Like, I just don't like it. Um, but I mean, on top of that, though, like their team could be just so great if he was able to be that guy. If they were, I mean, because the defense is balling, they've got Cooper, they got even Jerome Ford just stepped up with Nick Chubb being out. And he's like, gonna be doubtful, though. That's what sucks. Oh, uh, god, uh, but yeah. Um, I will talk about um, one more team, and that is going to be the Jacksonville. Jaguars. Really? I feel like every year we mention them early on, like, hey, they're a good team. They almost have it. And I feel like we have repeated ourselves once again. But I think they can do it. 
Yank. I mean, this has been a radar team for a while. Etienne Jr. is an absolute monster. It's the reason why, because I have him on fantasy. And Trevor Lawrence is really clicking, and that defense is getting after him. And they played in a lot of primetime games, and they played overseas. They played like four games in 19 days. I think that was the stat. That's crazy. And they're a winning team. They're going to go win their division. Sleeper. I just want to mention them now. They are a sleeper. They went and upsetted the Saints. Which I don't think it was an upset. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars were the better team in general. But uh, is this the year they are move up from us matching them earlier on in the year of being sneaky good? Do they make that transition to actually being good? I mean, I would like to think so. I mean, I know that we were hyping them up at the end of the year. We were hyping up before the season started and definitely talked about them those first couple of weeks. Like, we saw the addition of Calvin Ridley. We saw their defense starting to get better. We were thinking about Trevor Lawrence under his second year with Doug Peterson and like actually having a consistent uh, program to follow in an offseason. Like we and we expected that breakout year and all the jumps and everything that comes with that. So am I surprised that we're talking about them right now? No. However, <laughs> however. They did have those two losses, and it just kind of seemed to like all that momentum and everything that we have for them fizzled out, and we just kind of forget about them. Whether we've been picking them in the pickums or thinking they were good or not, we haven't been discussing the Jaguars. So I'm glad you bring them up, but they are absolutely balling. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has definitely uh, looked better, and he's controlled the ball very well these last few games. I mean, yeah, he only had the one touchdown, but I mean, 20 and 29, over 200 yards. Commanding the offense when he got Etienne busting off the big runs and making two, three touchdowns a game, it it happens, you know. You don't have to do all the scoring. But I you mean know, Yank, the reason why I want to bring them up is because their losses are to the Chiefs, which they only lost by eight, and that was a closer game than we think. True. And then they got blown out by the Texans. Like, okay, that's pretty bad. Right? It was a 20-point game. That was CJ Shroud's coming out game. But since that, they've been on a four-game winning streak here. They beat the Falcons 23-7. That was in London. Pretty nice. They went and beat the Bills, which, granted, the Bills are bad. They went and beat the Colts, which is hard to beat a team twice. And they went and beat the Saints. Like, yes, I know these are not top-tier teams, but they're winning the games they should have. And they're winning by double digits or, like, close to it. They're on a streak. Noted. It, it is meant to be mentioned. All right. All right. I'll let, it, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. We talked about them early, so why not bring it back up? I just want to keep sprinkling. <laughs> just, just a little sprinkle. A little Jacksonville love ain't too bad. Yeah, but is there any other teams you want to talk about on your side of things to recap this week seven? Uh, if anything, I mean, I know we kind of did a spotlight on them when we were talking about the AFC North division, but I mean, shout out Jacob Watkins and all that. But the uh, the Ravens, man, they they have. I wouldn't have expected that. Let's just say that. I, I if it's one thing to think the Lions may have won the game, it's another thing to think that they were gonna get blown out by 30. Um I don't know, man. That was actually insane to watch to watch the pocket presence of Lamar Jackson and actually have command of the new Todd Monk and um, offense a little bit. Like they they looked great. The defense stepped up and shut down one of the most elite offenses in the league. I mean, they're five and they're five and two, I want to say, as well. Um, I mean, looking good, man. They look really good and they usually get better as the season goes. So I, I like their chances moving forward. 
funny you bring them up. Remember, because my second Super Bowl bet is Zay Flowers and a Tyler Linderbaum jersey if the Ravens go in because I've been loving uh, Zay Flowers. I've been saying it I, every week. It's It just gets better. Like another week, he had another great week in fantasy, um, which is great for my end. And, yeah, they wouldn't beat the Lions. Like, Lions are a top-tier team, right? They went and lost by seven two weeks ago to the Steelers, which that's a divisional foe. That's your classic Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. You know what I'm saying? And then earlier on in the year, they lost to the Ravens. But they beat the Bengals. They beat some of these higher-tier teams. Yeah, is this like the that. Ravens getting over the hump? Is this like this is the possibility that their offense can actually do? The potential of what their offense can actually do is what I should say. They are so explosive at every single level. Gus Edwards is so good. Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers, Odell, Lamar on defense, Patrick Queen, Roquan, right? Our good friend Jacob, he he convinced me. All right, I sat and had him lower uh, down there because the Bengals were my soupy team because I was going to get a Jamar Chase jersey, which that smacked me in the face. They are nowhere near close. Um, the jersey bet hit them hard. The jersey curse, the Mickey. Hey, we'll see, man. You never know. They've been spicing no, stop, a little bit. Stop. They're spicing up. No, they ain't spicing nothing. Nothing in the kitchen. They go to put spice on the food, and nothing comes out for the Bengals. Anyway, back to the Ravens. Dang. They are a team like they're going to be a sneaky three-two seed in the AFC. Depends what the Chiefs do. Um, they're going to be scary. The potential of them. Can they hold on? That's the big question. Yeah, they haven't finished well, so I can't say that. Like, typically, I was liking to say that the Ravens are a team that would get better, but you're right. Like, Lamar's gotten injured a lot at the end of these seasons. But he, he did get paid, so hopefully he doesn't pull it to Sean Watson and is like, dude, I'm ready. Let's go win the whole dang thing. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I would not doubt it or put it past this team. I think they are that formidable. And the Lions will bounce back, but it's definitely a gut check moment. Oh, 100%. And it'll be very interesting to see how they uh, bounce back this coming up week, which I think they play Monday night versus the Raiders. Oh, um, I got no other teams, Yank, uh, before we hit up this lightning round. We haven't been, we haven't done a lightning round in a while. It's going to be great. No, I'm, I'm excited for the lightning round. So let's get, let's hit it. Let's hit it. Oh yeah. Uh, before that, once again, people, if everyone come on the podcast, please let us know. Um, please go check out some of the people we love sponsoring. That is G for three and pinnacle supplementation. And just go watch some football. Go watch some basketball, y'all. It is tis the season. Call it Christmas. Every night. Let's go. Every night. But let's get to it. The Atlanta Falcons upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 16-13. Can the Falcons go win a division and become a playoff team? I say no, Zizzy. What do you say? They got a shot. They got a shot. Just like Young Gay who kicking a 50-yarder. Plus, for the win. Uh, next up, the Browns. We already talked about, but we'll talk about the game a little bit more. 39-38 to in an absolute barn burner. Deshaun Watson is not the answer, according to our episode. Yank, does that still stay true? I mean, the defense is the answer, so that's all that matters at this point. I mean, 38 points is a lot. Gardner Minshew is the best backup in football, but, jeez. 39-38, Sticky situation. Sticky situation. On the flip side, Tyrod Taylor has proven that Daniel Jones does not deserve the bag. 14-7 to uh, Giants win over the Commanders. Absolutely shocking. Are the Commanders done? Yes, they are. Commanders are done. I wish Tyrod had had a chance to be a full-time starter somewhere in his career without some weird, crazy injury. But, man, hey, good for the Giants. 
Ain't that the truth. And another big upset. That's why this week was so bogus. 29 to 25, the New England Patriots. What Bill Belichick's it? 300th win. The Bills are not good. I hopped off the wagon at the right time for them to go to the like Super Bowl bound, be one of the best teams in the AFC. I hopped on at a great time. Just saying. I mean, what all I can say is I'm so ecstatic because they are trying to gift us to the division. And yes, and I think they will. They're going to wrap it <laughs> tight in a bow. Uh, Seahawks beat the Cardinals 28-10. It was the better team. Better team won this uh, today for the Seahawks. Yeah, didn't write back. Didn't write back, but the Steelers did 24-17 to over the Rams. Mike what? Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. One of the greatest coaches of all time. Once again, finding a way to make this team, who that offense is not very good, find a way and get her done. Bro, and the way he has handled this whole off, like offseason, everyone bashing one of his coordinators, like he has found a way to like somehow rise him from the ashes and to revive this team. He's incredible, man. But again, another one of those where I was just like, what the heck? Like the Rams have played so well. I don't know. Yeah, that one hurt a lot of people. But this one and that, the Kansas City Chiefs win 31 to 17. Now, are the Chiefs getting back to super team form? Or are the Chargers that bad? That's a question for the future. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Staley got to go. That's my opinion. Whoa! That's my opinion for the Chargers, but we can get into that another time. That is uh, Chief, Chiefs are returning to form, though, as well. They they are starting to find their rhythm, and that's always scary for the league. Wow. Now that's a crazy take here in the lightning round, but let's move on. Broncos win 19-17. They cooked up some cheese curds in the NFC North. Uh, Broncos, find a way to do it. Love Picks is the guy. Uh, he's going to continue not to do well, in my opinion, Jordan Love, and that's coming off of a bye. Um, yeah, Broncos win. Kind of surprising there. I'll be honest. How would uh, how would Haley like that one? She did not like it at all. She was very sad, but she was happy for me because the Bears actually won. Bears. Let's keep moving forward. Um, and actually, that does conclude our lightning round. As we've already talked about the Dolphins Eagles game and the 49ers Vikings. Like I said, it was a crazy week in the NFL Yank. I mean, records were broken for the worst week ever. I flipped a car. That's and crazy. Got the best record. Uh, for this week, um, had to have been by a good amount too, because like I didn't have a good week and I gained position, like I was gaining positions or gaining games on. Oh yeah, you went six and seven, dude, and like six and seven was the third best record of the week. Like that's crazy. <laughs> There's a ton of four and tw- uh, whatever, four win, three wins. Jared like Mason I was sitting, I was sitting there thinking about it. I was like, if anybody had more wins and losses this week, they killed it. Like, and they, I did, and I had seven and six. Dude, congratulations! Brother. <laughs> I had seven and six in the crazy yeah. week. Yeah, um, but it brought it brought the host back into it. Back all I, back to the top. I'm not five. in the top three. Yeah, I'm not Omar Casadas, but I'm knocking on the door. Um, and all be all. This episode has been great, Mr. Yankovic. Let's continue to watch football. How crazy would it be if the Bears made it? You know, that's my hot take before we get out of here. Playoff team. How crazy. Dude, power of the cannon. Power of the cannon. I'm believing in that right now. Agent the agent. Agent the agent. (laughs) Y'all somehow always got a nickname for the quarterback. It's the greatest thing. Yerp. All right. 
Uh, yeah, no, uh, Firebrand and Staley. That's my hot take. Let's go. <laughs> if you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey Hoover's Izzy, yeah, we cut it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy podcast. Have a great night, everybody. Peace. Peace.